Hey, thanks for joining me here at the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group. We help wealth managers, asset managers, and wealth tech vendors make better business and technology decisions. This podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. And be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. This is our June News Roundup. I'm covering four stories. Now, I've previously covered more than that, but we're trying something new. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth on fewer stories. Uh, if you like that, please let me know. If you want to hear more stories with a little bit less depth, let me know. We'll do that if we get more, uh, more uh, requests. So we're doing four stories. Uh, the first story is Merrill Lynch's new account opening, fully digitized new account opening process is launched. Second story is about Orion Advisor partnering up with FIEX to enable advisors to manage held away accounts like 401ks. The third story is around online marketplaces and it's Luma Financial partnering with Canex uh, around annuity analytics tools. We're seeing a lot more uh, tools for annuities and annuity processing on these online exchanges. So I talk about that. The fourth story is one of my favorites. Uh, it's about cryptocurrency and it's advisor peak portfolio rebalancing adds cryptocurrency support. So those are the four stories. You can check them out right now. story today is Merrill Lynch introduces fully digital account opening. Bank of America Merrill Lynch announced an ongoing, part of an ongoing overhaul of its advisor technology that they're fully digitizing their account opening process. So this is big news for Merrill since up until now, it's been all paper, all paper, all the way down. Uh, so this is uh, big news for the 15,000 advisors. Uh, it's not supporting every account. It's not supporting every type yet, but uh, it's a start. So traditional processes could take days or weeks, uh, moving paper back and forth, uh, FedExing paper back to the client, signatures and such. So now uh, their platform has a fully digitized account opening. It also has on-the-fly checking, uh, looking for NIGOs, alerting the advisor, hey, you missed this piece of data, that piece of data, KYC, AML, all the good stuff. So what I found interesting about this announcement is, you know, you of course, great for Merrill to have this, but they're a little bit behind the times. So I was, I was really expecting them to have announced this sooner, uh, considering having worked with Merrill, not directly, but worked with vendors who uh, work with Merrill uh, for over 15 years. They are usually a bit ahead of the curve when it comes to um, uh, broker-dealer side, but in this case, they're, they're behind the curve. Just in my firm, Ezra Group, we uh, did our first RFP for a broker-dealer for fully digital account opening in 2016. So that was five years ago by my reckoning. And now Merrill is just having this now. So definitely this was available. Um, a number of vendors have fully automated, fully digital account opening. Uh, you know, another, another big option, another big feature of the Merrill product is the ability to open multiple account types at the same time. As they know, you can open up an IRA, you can open up a number of different uh, taxable account, uh, non-qualified, non-qualified accounts together, uh, a couple different account types at the same time. Uh, that's also been available for a number of years. 
you got all the major firms, uh, tech vendors that we uh, have worked with or we know about, such as DocuPace, iPipeline, uh, and their purchase of IFS, and they also own a, a laser app, um, Skyence, Appway, Laserfiche, you know, all these vendors have this already. So even RIAs could have had fully digital account opening before Merrill had it. But the, um, so some of the other areas that we see this being a benefit is in connecting to other systems. So you're able to open an account or launch an account opening process from your CRM, for example, or from your financial planning tool, for example. Those are all uh, benefits of having a fully digitized account opening process. One thing that Merrill is missing is complex products and account types like trusts that have more details and more issues surrounding it, require more effort, also have to integrate with a different system because usually the brokerage accounts go onto the brokerage system, the agency platform, and trusts go onto the trust accounting platform. So not the same backend, requires a different process. So that's not available yet. Uh, again, other vendors have that. Uh, one nice thing about it is that the same process appears to be for all people involved, whether you're an advisor, a support staff, or a client, you're going to get the same experience. One of the top 10 uh, broker dealers, or some of the top broker dealers that have fully digital account openings include LPL Financial, which uses Appway, um, Advisor Group, which uses IFS, uh, which is owned by iPipeline, and Advisor Group, in, uh, back in 2018, announced their fully digitized, uh, fully digitized onboarding platform, which they called Equipped, E-Q-U-I-P-T. I'll put an, a link to that in the show notes. I actually I did a review of that product back in 2018, and it is well done. They, they built a lot of the front end on their own and then integrated uh, technologies in the back end, uh, including uh, IFS, as I mentioned, DocuPace for document management and storage and routing, uh, as well as uh, custody and clearing at Pershing. So Advisor Group built a lot of that uh, connectivity between those different vendors uh, because they wanted to make it all their own uh, and provide a unique experience for their advisors. And this is something we're seeing a lot more of as technology gets uh, a bit more ubiquitous around these areas, as APIs are easier to use and are becoming more robust and more firms are launching APIs that expose more of their technology, more of their infrastructure workflows and data to external partners, it's easier and easier to build out these uh, sort of custom tools or custom overlays on top of other tools, provide integration. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the nice things about the equipped platform from advisor group is how they customize the, the, the screens, uh, how they move data back and forth and reduce the amount of times you have to input data. So it's only once for any particular data point makes it a lot easier. You can pull in proposals, you can pull in other custom information internally um, uh, that's internal to advisor group for their advisors. So it really provides a unique experience. You know, we talk to advisors and broker dealers and, and all the time and they're trading back and forth a lot of the same um, hybrid advisors between them. They're, they're jumping ship, there's a, there's a steady churn in advisors. So they're all talking, they wanna know which broker dealer has the best experience, which dealer broker dealer has a scalable platform 
which platform requires the least amount of time to get your job done. Because in the end, that's what they want to do. They want to service their customers and their clients in the most efficient way possible and be able to spend the maximum amount of time working with their clients and there's, there's little time doing operational admin tasks. Having a fully digitized account opening process uh, provides, you know, eliminates all that effort, eliminates the manual processes, so provides a better client experience and a better advisor experience. Another aspect of digital account opening that we believe is table stakes is a collaboration between advisors and clients. Uh, again, this is something that I saw from firms like GemStep, which is owned by Invest, uh, Invesco. Uh, GemStep had the ability to hand off from the advisor to the client and back again, this onboarding process. So the, the client could start a self-directed onboarding through the advisor's website, through a link that went into GemStep. And then the advisor could take over if there's things that the client was confused about and then hand it back to the client. That's now become table stakes from all the vendors that we mentioned. And also it appears that the Merrill Lynch product has that as well. So all these, as we're seeing the onboarding process and then the client account opening process mature, all these features are becoming required. You're, it's, it's, it's as the, the expectations of clients are increasing, the, the vendors have to keep up and, and broker dealers and wirehouses and other firms also have to keep up. This is just the way the technology is moving and we're expecting that to continue in the future. As of December 31st, 2020, 401k plans held an estimated $6.7 trillion in assets and represented in nearly one-fifth of the $35 trillion in U.S. retirement market assets. This is a lead into the next story for our June News Roundup, which is Orion Advisor teams up with FIEX for management of held away assets. So I've seen the proliferation of held away asset management and held away asset interaction over the years, slowly but surely. It was uh, not so long ago where most advisors didn't have any visibility into held away assets, except when they were handed a statement, paper statement from a client that said, hey, I have this asset somewhere, can you take a look at it? We've added more and more technology to connect uh, held away assets with advisors, mostly through the data aggregation vendors, such as Quovo, which was acquired by Plaid in 2019, Yodli, which was itself acquired by Investnet in 2015, eMoney Advisor, bought by Fidelity in 2015, Buy All Accounts, snapped up by Morningstar in 2014, Cash Edge, bought by Fiserv in 2011, Allbridge, bought by Pershing in 2010, Investigo, grabbed by Broadridge in 2008, and then the few standalone vendors, MX, Finicity, Accumulate. So lots of vendors in the space, all providing visibility into held away assets for advisors, broker dealers, uh, and other wealth management firms. And those uh, systems normally connected the held away assets into the client portals. That was normally the way that clients got to see those uh, held away assets and advisors also got to see them is through the client portals. And uh, you know, for a lot of people, that's a large portion of their investments. I believe that uh, according to a survey I saw in 2019, investors with a net worth below 3 million have 30% or more of their total investable assets set aside in retirement accounts. So that's not just 401ks, but that's any retirement account. The number goes up a bit to 34% for those investors with a net worth under $500,000. 
the interesting part, you know, an interesting part here is less than 7% of 401k participants made changes to their investments, according to the last survey. So that's certainly not a good thing. You need some changes, some rebalancing, at least on an annual basis. So there's certainly some drag there, some uh, performance drag on those accounts. According to Aon Hewitt and a number of surveys that I've seen as well, professionally managed 401ks outperform self-directed 401ks by over 300 basis points net of fees. I know I wrote a blog post probably six or seven years ago with the same information. It wasn't from Aon Hewitt. I think it was from, from Cerulli or another one of the um, providers. But professionally managed portfolios always outperform self-directed. So why aren't more advisors um, billing? Well, first of all, are advisors billing for held away assets at all? The answer is yes. You know, but there isn't a lot of studies on it, at least that I, that I couldn't find. The, the last study I found was done by uh, my friends over at Morningstar Bio Accounts back in 2010. It said 46% of advisors were charging clients for held away assets. That's, that's a pretty decent amount. And uh, that was 11 years ago. So you would expect it to go up a bit. The numbers we saw um, were around 50 to 75 basis points. Again, according to that same Bio Accounts survey, uh, oh, here's another one from 2012. So still a while back, but uh, close. And also by, also by buy all accounts. 50 to 75 basis points advisors were charging on average. So there's definitely some money to be made there for advisors who can charge on held away assets. But there was no automation for it. There were, it was all manual. Uh, you could see the assets automat you know, automated through the client portal, but there was no automated billing and certainly no trading of these held away assets at all. Seems that some advisors were even logging on using the client's uh, login information to actually enter the trades, as opposed to telling the clients, "Hey, go and make these trades." So, finally, coming back to what we were, we're talking about, the FiX software that uh, Orion Advisor has partnered up with to do this, their software looks pretty good. This is something I haven't seen before, uh, enabling advisors through uh, an automated interface, and on the FiX website. Uh, I'm really interested in some of their functionality, help being able to trade uh, held away accounts through a, a pretty decent looking interface, uh, which I hadn't seen anything like, like this before. This can really help advisors you know, not only manage across you know, dozens or even you know, their entire uh, book of business that have 401k assets and be able to manage them efficiently and effectively and, and scale a little better. So that gives them, and since they're the can bill on them, gives them more incentive to do that work. The only issue I had noticed was that charging a bifurcated amount, then that might change. So if you're giving advice to a client, it's like, hey, you know, you have some assets here, here's some things you can do with that, as opposed to going in and directly trading, that that charge should be different, you would think. So one thing I read, which was interesting, was uh, if advisors are charging 50 to 75 basis points for held away assets, it could create a perverse disincentive for the client to move the assets over to the advisor since the, the fee would go up, right? So if they were to roll that over from a 401k to an IRA that was managed by the advisor, that, that fee would go up to the advisor's standard fee, which could be 100 basis points. So they might be incentivized to keep the accounts in the 401k. But if you're using the FiX solution combined with Orion Advisor, you could charge your full, uh, your full load, your full rack rate rather, of 100 basis points uh, or more since you are actually trading the accounts. Great technology. Looking forward to seeing how this integrates with Orion Advisors platform, how they do their trading. Is it going to be just through 
their portal? Or is it going to be a separate you know, built-in frame? Are they going to frame in the FX tools into Orion? Or is it going to be fully integrated uh, even into, integrated into their Eclipse platform? Could you do a rebalance across all of your accounts at a household level and also include held away assets and generate trades and have them be sent out and brought back in the same place? My guess is no, that at first it'll be some sort of uh, split screen experience uh, to start, see how it goes. At least that's the way I would, I would do it, see if advisors are, are going to be taking this up uh, and using it. They uh, will look also for FIEX to offer, I mean, I don't think this is an exclusive relationship. They can certainly offer the same software to every other vendor, uh, all the other competitors, Tamarack, Morningstar, Black Diamond, and others in the RA space and even the, uh, the enterprise broker-dealer space, InvestCloud, Vestmark, Charles River, uh, uh, the other side of InvestNet, uh, InvestNet's advisor or their uh, enterprise platform. Uh, can we access these through APIs? Could I build my own interface and, and plug in to the FIEX tools through uh, some programmatic interfaces and just send the trades off to them and run it through my own order management system? You know, let's say I had uh, Flyer, fixed flyers, order management platform, could I plug into FIEX? Lots of things to, to think about here, lots of things to talk about. I'd love to see it in action and see uh, what kind of traction that Orion gets with FIEX across their client base. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation offers a wide array of programs that provide opportunities for advisors to secure funding for the nonprofits that they're passionate about. I'm proud to serve as a judge for the Invest in Others Awards this year, which recognize the charitable work of financial advisors by providing them with hefty contributions for their charities. There are four award categories, Catalyst, Community Service, Volunteer of the Year, and Lifetime Achievement. This is my third year judging these programs, and this year I'm on the panel for Volunteer of the Year, which recognizes advisors who have rolled up their sleeves and made a difference with the nonprofit in a hands-on way. The finalists will be announced in July, and winners will be announced at the Invest in Others Awards Gala on September 22nd in Boston. Looking forward to that. The finalists will each bring home $20,000 for their designated charities, and this jumps to $50,000 for the category winners, with the Lifetime Achievement Award winner bringing home a whopping $75,000. This money cannot uh, doesn't grow in trees. It comes from donations like you are going to make right now. You're going to go to the investinothers.org website and make a donation. Hopefully your company will match it. Or maybe you can talk to your company about making an even bigger donation to help continue uh, the money going to these worthy causes. That's the Invest in Others Foundation, investinothers.org. Total U.S. annuity sales were down in 2020, down to 219 billion versus 242 billion the year before, which is almost a 10% decline. This was largely due to a plunge of 24% in the second quarter, when the market uh, tanked after uh, after COVID started, although demand did ramp up in the fourth quarter. So, what is the purpose of this, and why? Total U.S. annuity sales were down in 2020. Total U.S. annuity sales were down almost 10% in 2020, largely due to a 24% decline in the second quarter alone, although demand did pick up in the fourth quarter. The final numbers were 219 billion total sales of annuities in 2020 versus 242 billion in 2019. So this increase was led by RIA's index linked annuities. 
This increase in sales was led by registered index linked annuities and traditional fixed annuities. This leads uh, me into our next story for our June roundup, which is Luma Financial Technologies is partnering with data provider Canex for annuity product modeling. So what does this mean and who are these players? Uh, Luma Financial Technologies is an online marketplace for structured notes, and they've added annuities just this year. And uh, Canex is a data provider, analytics and research provider based in Toronto, which has a, a suite of applications and services that allow comparisons of different insurance products, including annuities, uh, enabling advisors to make apples to apples comparisons between annuity contracts or different types of annuities. So why are these online marketplaces getting into annuities? Other uh, online marketplaces we've seen and we've done research on besides Luma include firms like Simon Markets and Halo Investing. These firms have been targeting financial advisors and RIAs with structured notes, enabling them to purchase, investigate research, uh, trade structured notes products online without any other intermediary. So they handle everything. They provide all the, the services and, 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 uh, and data for RIAs and advisors to make trades and structured notes. And they've been doing quite well in that, that niche area, but they've recently added all, all three of these vendors have added support for annuities. I believe uh, Simon Markets added it in 2019. And then Halo Investing added their annuities, added annuities to their platform in April this year. And now, uh, Halo, uh, now Luma uh, has recently done it as well. So all these platforms are branching out from structured notes into annuities. And so, so why are they doing that? Well, it, make, it makes sense to do that. And I pulled some of these reasons from a great paper, which I'll provide a link to in the show notes from Simon Markets about the logic as to why structured notes exchanges would also add annuities. And one, one reason is annuities are also structured, that they both use derivatives to make these guaranteed uh, time-limited bets on, on equity markets. They're both complex uh, uh, securities or investments are both opaque and have drawn regulatory scrutiny. So being able to make them less opaque and a little bit more transparent, providing some uh, analytics and, and, and make it the, the process more smooth, makes sense uh, to do it in an online fashion. And these three uh, marketplaces, which we've seen to have the most market share, or at least be doing the best as far as we can tell, are all branching out in the same way. I know Simon Markets has a lot of big backers, Barclays, Credit Suisse, Goldman Sachs, Tim Fuge, J.P. Morgan, uh, Halo also has some big backers, Allianz and others. So they're all, uh, a lot of firms are getting involved with these markets. Uh, they're offering interesting services, uh, as I mentioned before, enhanced data and analytics, also real-time rates from carriers on their annuities platforms, which I think is, is, a, is something unique and, and, and valuable for advisors so they can do better comparisons and up-to-date product information and, and other things, which in, all in one place, which helps rather than having to bounce back and forth between carrier uh, websites. They offer digital uh, client signing, online suitability reviews. So it's an end-to-end -end digital process. And plus more of these platforms are offering uh, more advanced portfolio management and post-trade monitoring, valuation tracking of these different annuities and structured products. So they're becoming one-stop shops for uh, structured products. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, annuity sales were down in 2020 and they've really been flat for the last 10 years. Uh, looking at some data 
from some of the industry sources back in 2010, there were 222 billion in total annuity sales and 2019, 242. So when you added an inflation of 22%, that's basically flat. So not good in terms of annuity sales, but there may be some outlook, uh, some uh, opportunity for uh, increase of sales. And we're seeing a lot of uh, talk about that and a lot of firms getting involved in the annuity business, not just Luma, uh, and not just uh, this, this partnership with, with Canex, uh, offering annuity um, modeling and such, but uh, other platforms and other uh, companies looking at the annuity marketplace as someplace that they would want to get involved in. And June is uh, the marketplace is, is our subject for June on the podcast. So uh, this is a great story to lead into that. We're going to have uh, interviews with uh, marketplace uh, CEOs. We, we already did the interview with Jason Broder, uh, who's the CEO of Simon Markets. So that's going to go, I think, either next week or the week after. And Halo Investing co-founder and CEO Biju Kulatakan will also be on the podcast. What is the outlook for annuities? So why are these firms getting involved? We are seeing a number of surveys that are showing increased interest from advisors in annuities. There was an investment news research uh, survey of 400 advisors that showed that 58% will likely change product recommendations to 2021 and more suggesting annuities than in the past. So that's one data point. Uh, LIMRA, which is an insurance industry trade association, also projects that some sales of indexed annuities will rise by 40% uh, in, by 2023. So they're looking for an increase in the sale of um, those indexed annuities. So that would also help. On the podcast we had last month, which was episode 87, an interview with David Lau, who's the CEO of DPL Financial, which is heavily involved in the annuity marketplace and trying to offer uh, a new way for advisors to purchase annuities through their uh, outsourced insurance desk. So advisors don't even need to be licensed to purchase annuities. They can just do it through DPL Financial. They're similar to Retire One. And DPL has grown very rapidly in the last two and a half years. They have over a thousand RIAs. And they've done a survey as well that showed that well, even though uh, less than 30% of RIAs are currently using annuities, 68% said they are considering them, which is a very big increase. We've also seen InvestNet get involved in the annuity space with the launch of their insurance exchange in 2019. Part of their life cycle of advice, they're partnering with uh, network provider FIDEX, that's F-I-D, lowercase x, to connect insurance carriers and modernize the annuity distribution channels. So they see the investment sees this as a big opportunity for them. So they're looking for increase in sales of annuities. Uh, they see as a, uh, one of the, the benefits of their insurance exchange is cross product comparisons across carriers, which you really didn't have before. And I think only investment was, would be able to do that with their, their market leadership and the ability to go across carriers and say, look, you're going to plug into our exchange, which means you got to provide standard data points. You got to provide standard products that we can compare, uh, which you didn't have before. You, you know, the products are very different, very difficult to compare, as we mentioned before, uh, with the Canex application, difficult to make apples to apples comparisons of annuities. Another benefit of these online exchanges is T plus one performance reporting 
for annuities, which aligns them with more traditional asset classes, especially those annuities that have um, securities embedded in them, like mutual funds and other things that are embedded inside the annuity. You can uh, you get uh, more uh, quicker performance reporting. Other firms are also getting involved. Uh, InvestCloud, which recently acquired Tegra 118, the former Pfizer Investment Services, rebranded that business as Financial Supermarkets. And they also own Retire Up, which has a, a very strong uh, annuity illustration and uh, procurement tool. So that could be a way that they're uh, going to be getting involved in the annuity space as well. You know, and my company, Ezra Group, we've been working uh, in this space for a while. We're doing research on these marketplaces uh, and annuities specifically. And, you know, a number of firms are coming to us uh, about research, uh, tapping into our expertise on these online marketplaces, Luma, Halo, and Simon as important distribution channels. That's insurance companies, for example, coming to us saying, which one of these markets should we work with? And are there new markets coming that we should be talking to? So they're interested. Uh, wealth management firms also looking to partner with these annuity marketplaces uh, and offer them not only structured notes, but uh, annuities to their advisors in different ways. And fintechs as well, launching new tools uh, to support the annuity market. So this story was a great way for me to summarize some of what we've been seeing in the space. Please contact us, go to our website, fill out the contact form, or hit me up on, on Twitter or LinkedIn. If you'd like more information about how we can help with your annuity platform or other software products. The percentage of financial advisors allocating cryptocurrency into their clients' portfolios jumped 49% in 2020 to 9.4%, according to San Francisco-based asset management firm Bitwise. This still leaves over 90% of advisors who are not allocating to crypto, so there's still a lot of room to grow. This leads me into our next story for the June news recap. Advisor Peak brings cryptocurrencies to its trading software. Uh, the story is currency of my good friend Ryan Neal from financialplanning.com. Another cov more coverage of the story came from RIA Biz and another good friend of mine, Aishin Breen. Um, you can check out those stories on those websites. So what is this about? First of all, what is Advisor Peak? Advisor Peak is portfolio rebalancing software. Launched in 2019, we like this solution. Very strong rebalancing software for advisors, small RIAs. Founded by a great team with a lot of knowledge in the space, Damon Daru, founder and CEO, uh, former uh, founder of Trade Warrior, another very strong product in the portfolio rebalancing space in our last review, got very high marks. Pete Giza, uh, who was a co-founder and former CTO of Red Black Software, another great portfolio rebalancing tool, which was purchased by Invesco, I believe, last year, um, uh, are the, uh, both founders of Advisor Peak. Um, and Advisor Peak, uh, as Daru claims, the first fintech on the market to bring cryptocurrency capabilities, which I believe is a true statement in terms of uh, merging portfolio rebalancing of standard assets, mutual funds, equities, um, ETFs with crypto. So uh, they are the first great marketing for Advisor Peak getting out there ahead of the pack. Uh, they're only slightly ahead. I expect other vendors to be following, but still, it's good to be first especially when you're a very small company and you need some uh, marketing juice, get, get that out there. There's also very few standalone portfolio rebalancing tools left on the market. Most of them have been purchased. As I mentioned, uh, Trade Warrior was purchased by Orange, which eventually went out of business. Red Black was purchased by Invesco. 
a couple other tools were out there. Of course, iRebal was purchased by uh, TD Ameritrade back in 2007. But there's a couple left. SmartLeaf is a standalone portfolio rebalancing tool, mostly used by enterprises. SoftPack, you can check them out, softpack.com. They have a number of different rebalancing tools, one for advisors. They also have a uh, rebalancer, which is actually a um, mean variance optimizer for uh, uh, portfolio managers to use. SmartX is a, uh, a TAMP slash rebalancing uh, tool for uh, RIAs. So, and of course, every portfolio management vendor uh, on the planet has some form of portfolio rebalancing software built in. So lots of options on the market, but you can never have too many. That's what I found in being the industry as long as I've been. There's always room for one more, especially a standalone solution because companies, whether it's asset managers or other vendors are looking to get into the space, looking to enhance their capabilities or, or roll up a bunch of other vendors. Uh, Red Black, uh, not Red Black, TRX uh, was purchased by Morningstar. And so there's always someone looking for a solution, looking for good tech, uh, a good team to bring on. So um, kudos to, to Damon um, and Pete for, for getting this started. Some of the features, well, there's lots of features I like about Advisor Peak. One of the ones I'll mention right now is their tax efficiency. Uh, and that's one of the things we find uh, being a differentiator for many portfolio rebalancing tools is their ability to do tax efficiency. And we break it out into a couple different levels. We, we, there's tax aware, which is basically just avoiding short-term capital gains and wash sales. That's tax, tax aware. You become more of a tax managed solution when you offer things like household level rebalancing, which Advisor Peak has, location optimization, uh, some more advanced tax loss harvesting tools. They also integrate with LifeYield, which is a leader in um, de-accumulation tax management. So where do you sell when you need to generate income? Uh, so LifeYield, a great tool, uh, good for them to integrate there. So what, what is it about this crypto expansion? Why am I so excited about it? Why do they do it? Uh, I'm a big proponent of cryptocurrencies. Uh, I'm on the board of a, a cryptocurrency, a technology vendor called blockchain.ai, the advisory board, so you can check them out. And I really believe that cryptocurrency is gonna be the future of financial technology and, and, and even the future of finance. I'll pull out a couple of quotes here about, uh, about this particular news story. Here's one from Rick Edelman. By giving advisors the ability to rebalance, Advisor Peak removes a, removes a big obstacle toward advisor adoption of these investments. That's Rick Edelman of Edelman Financial Engines. It also opens the door to exponential growth in crypto trading, adds Lex Sokolin, global fintech co-head and chief economist for Consensus. Now, why are these uh, industry uh, leaders talking about this? It's because having the uh, cryptocurrency built into the rebalancer makes it so much easier for advisors to add crypto to uh, the client's portfolios. Up until now, it was always separate. You had to open up a Coinbase account or eToro or uh, you know, go into Binance or any other, other uh, tools or, or wallets and, um, and buy crypto.com, another option. There's many, many different options, all these different apps that allow you to buy a cryptocurrency, but it's still it's a separate account managed separately. You have to manually enter it into your statements or into your other tools. Uh, but now Advisor Peak uh, clients and advisors can leverage fractional shares. And, and from what I read, Bitcoin and Ether, as well as uh, USDT. So some very limited options, but still better than nothing. We want to have that. 
Um, some other statistics to share. More than 80% of financial advisors received questions related to crypto in 2020, also according to that Bitwise survey. And 80% of advisors who recommended cryptocurrencies plan to increase the recommendations over the next 12 months. So why not have an option like Advisor Peak where you can build in the rebalancing? Sunaina Tuteja, formerly head of digital assets for TD Ameritrade and now head of innovation for the Federal Reserve. That's right, the fee Federal Reserve. Uh, she said the RIAs want and their clients want their crypto experience to be more like Google Maps, walking them step by step along rather than being left on their own. Building it into the rebalancing solution gives you that Google Map like experience, makes it easy. Now, of course, Advisor Peak is a small company. They just started, they just launched in 2019, so they're still getting going. But I believe they're reporting a thousand advisors are using their product, which is great traction for just two years. I would imagine it's mostly very small ones or twosies, but that's normal for a startup uh, in this space. It's tough to get traction. Uh, it's not easy to, to replace tools that are out there. So getting advisors who are just starting out is your best way to get some traction, but I expect them to keep growing. Now, uh, one of the articles was kind of um, beating up advisor pick a bit because they're not as big as Orion or Tamarack, but you know, it takes time. You know, these other, these other firms have been around for a lot longer and, and have a lot longer track record but Advisor Peak has some advantages of having brand new tech. So they can build from scratch. They don't have legacy tech. They don't have legacy tech debt. Uh, so it gives them an advantage. So which hopefully they'll be taken care of, uh, taking advantage of. And you know, this offer is a, a big deal for them. Now, some of the things, so those, those are the positive aspects of having cryptocurrency as part of your uh, rebalancing tool. You can easily, uh, as uh, Rick Edelman has, meant, has suggested, set up a one or 2% allocation to crypto and then easily run your models through Advisor Peak and have it buy your Ether or Bitcoin uh, easily and manage that. So, but there are some downsides. So what are the downsides? One is uh, that you can only do Bitcoin and Ether. There's, there's other options, there are, other, uh, there are other cryptos you can't get into, but also it's not quite as easy as they say, especially if you need to move quickly. Uh, Daru admitted in one of the articles, it wouldn't be easy to move money into the crypto side of the business, the side of the account as it would a traditional brokerage account. Now that's because they have outsourced basically all the crypto part of this, this transaction or, or this partnership to a company called Prime Trust. Now Prime Trust is one of the leaders in the space. They've got some pretty big clients in terms of crypto uh, custody and executing crypto trades. Because it's not that easy to execute crypto trades. It's not like on the on our current exchanges with uh, mutual funds or ETFs where you have a lot of liquidity. With crypto, you got to know where to go. You've got to know what what exchanges you're talking to. You've got to be able to execute quickly uh, and move uh, your assets around and know how you're you're are you trading dollars to Bitcoin? Are you trading Ethernet to Bitcoin? There's different trading pairs you have to look into. So they've outsourced that on the budget pick to a company called Prime Trust. Prime Trust has a big client called Binance, which is one of the largest crypto exchanges. So that's good news. Also good news, their trading volume has been increasing. So that's also good news. The, the downside is Prime Trust has had some bad news and their client Binance has had some bad news recently. So that's not good. Uh, Binance is under IRS investigation, uh, looking into the way their exchanges uh, employees and may have been facilitating money laundering or tax evasion by clients. So that could be bad. And with Advisor Peak pretty much tied to Prime Trust, if they lost their biggest client in Binance, 
no one's saying they will, but uh, if they do, that could be a problem for them. Now, on the, again, on the other hand, Prime Trust has got some really good API documentation and APIs uh, to facilitate connection, opening up accounts, trading crypto, which I imagine that's how Advisor Peak uh, connected to them, you know, building to these APIs, which is great. Uh, and I checked out the APIs myself and they look very well documented. Looks like they've got every option you'd want when it comes to trading and, and buying and selling cryptos. But again, that's not easy to build to that. It's a, it's a big lift. And if Advisor Peak would have to, it would have to change if Prime Trust had some problems, that would uh, cause issues for their clients. Now compare this to a company like blockchain.ai, which I mentioned earlier I'm on the board of. They handle this a bit differently. Now they don't compete directly with Advisor Peak since blockchain does not have uh, full rebalancing for non-crypto assets. They only do crypto assets. But what the difference is is blockchain built all the technology to do the trading, uh, execution, allocation of the crypto assets. They only outsource the custody part, which goes to a company called Gemini, which is similar to how Advisor Peak outsources the custody to Prime Trust, but they also outsource all the other aspects of the uh, crypto trading and allocation and execution and such. So that's a, that's a big deal because it's not that easy to trade crypto in this type of institutional manner. Uh, all those pipes being built is a, is a very big lift and requires a lot of uh, development work and, and testing and, and, uh, and money, basically time and money. So that gives uh, firms like blockchain a bit of an advantage, at least in their area. Again, they don't compete directly with Advisor Peak, but as I mentioned, um, Advisor Peak is pretty much tied to Prime Trust for all aspects of the crypto experience. Also, with all of the um, assets handled by a non-traditional custodian, you now have bifurcated your assets. So uh, if you are an advisor working with Advisor Peak, you may use Schwab for your ETFs, mutual funds, equities and such, and Prime Trust for crypto. How do you do performance reporting? It's bifurcated. Um, unless your performance reporting vendor can handle that and not, and most of them can't. So that will be uh, a bit of an issue. And also billing, you have to bill these assets. Now you could say, I'm just gonna bill on top level uh, AUM, which is fine, but you still need to roll up your prime trust assets into the bill, which could be a little bit of a glitch. Uh, hopefully not, uh, but again, that's not part of Advisor Peak's service. They're just the rebalancing. Um, so how am I gonna get paid? Another question that uh, Rick Edelman uh, posed. Uh, and then if you check out my blog, I wrote an article uh, on crypto uh, recently, uh, quoting Rick uh, Edelman and Sunina Tuteja when they did a, a presentation for advisors on how to get into the crypto space. It was the, I believe it was an advisor's guide to digital assets was the, the, uh, the original uh, webinar that I wrote about. And I think I called it, um, tip, uh, uh, crypto's reached a tipping point with, with advisors. So you can check out that. And uh, you know, Rick Edelman is a, is a big proponent of crypto. He formed the uh, advisor, the Digital Advice uh, Council for Advisors, uh, Digital Advice Council for RIAs. You can check that out online. Uh, if you just Google Rick Edelman and Digital Advice Council, you can find that. A lot of tools and educational information for advisors to learn about crypto. Uh, one final quote uh, from uh, the great Michael Kitsis, industry guru Michael Kitsis from kitsis.com. One challenge for advisors who want to trade crypto for clients is custodians typically can't hold it. So it makes sense that rebalancing tools would be the cross-platform unifier. So I agree. Uh, it does make sense that Advisor Peak and other 
rebalancers would be the way that advisors get access to crypto. Makes it easy. I mean, there are other ways to invest. You could buy, uh, you could go, as I mentioned before, a Coinbase account or others, or if you wanted to go right into the market, uh, you could go with GBTC, uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which trades on pink sheets, and you can buy even an IRA. And so that's the easiest way. And you can also rebalance that, but uh, still being able to own the underlying crypto rather than through a, a Grayscale, which has some pretty high fees, um, would be better for some clients. Just wrap this up. Overall, great move by Advisor Peak. Looking forward to hearing about their success in rolling out this crypto solution to their clients. And I'm expecting a lot of their competitors to jump on the bandwagon. And now that they're first, uh, because I see more advisors interested in cryptocurrency, more of their clients asking about digital assets and, and looking for ways to either get onto the bandwagon uh, of, of growth in, in this asset class or uh, the other aspects of digital assets that are around uh, inflation protection uh, and, you know, and uh, non-correlation to other, other markets. So going to be some big moves you're going to hear about between now and the end of the year is what I expect. And that's all for our June news roundup. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at EzraGroupLLC.com. You'll get a monthly little dose of goodness uh, from around the web. And please uh, check us out on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And tune in next week for more wealth management technology information, content, and good stuff from me. Take care.